Everything that happens is a blessing to those who love God and are called according to His purpose. In a manner of speaking, we can find blessing in anything and everything. Kahit dito sa kwaran na ito, na tayo ay hindi physically nakikita-kita sa loob ng ating mga formal spaces of worship, ay meron din mga naging advantages. For instance, sa mga nakaraang mga pagkakataon, napakarami nating naging extra pag-aaral sa mga landas na hindi natin laging tinatahak. Napag-usapan natin yung connection, halimbawa, ng uh, mga katuroan sa scripture, sa mga principles of physics. Yung connection ng prayer to the idea of uh, observation in quantum physics. Marami na tayong naging kumbaga ay uh, pagkiliti-kiliti sa mga topic-topic na kung nasa mga formal church situation tayo, parang hindi laging sanay tayo na yun ay pag-usapan sa ganong mga lugar, sa ganong mga pagkakataon. Pero because of the quaran na nagkaroon ng konting informality, more informality than usual, yung ating talastasan, nagiging parang mas appropriate na dagdagan yung breadth and width and height and length and reach of our quest for truth and for God. Kaya naging advantage din yun na nabuksan at binuksan natin ang mga pintuan ng sciences at ating pinopropose to look at science as God's prophet. Hindi kaaway. The old style of thinking is that it is science versus God or God versus science. Pinauso yan ng mga conservative religions sa all throughout history kasi ayaw nila ma-challenge ang kanilang mga doktrina, ayaw nila ma-challenge ang kanilang mga katuroan, ayaw nilang matanggal yung control nila sa utak ng mga tao. Kaya kahit na napaka-obvious na may gravity, ayaw nilang tanggapin yun. Obvious na bilog ang earth, ayaw nilang tanggapin yun. At ikinukulong nila yung mga nagtuturo ng labag sa mga doktrina ng church. What if science followed the outline of scripture? Ang pag-aaral natin ngayon, pinamagatan natin creation in Genesis and in science. Ang paglikha sa Genesis at sa agham or science. It's very interesting to look at the parallels and agreement in order and sequence of creation. We will give no elaboration or explanation of scientific terms for non-scientists. Kung hindi tayo scientist, hindi natin naintindihan, eh, palampasin na lang natin. Makakarating din tayo sa maraming points na pwede natin ma-appreciate at pakinabangan kasi hindi naman natin layon ngayon na magtayo ng science class. Pero we cannot avoid to uh, mention a few words here and there. So just look at the big strokes or the big picture. God's creative work, according to scripture, light ang una. Science says the same thing. Light emerges from the Big Bang, stars, and planets form. God's creative work, according to scripture, waters divided. Yan ang next sequence no? sa creation na pinag-aaralan natin sa Genesis. And sa science, earth cools down, bringing rain that created the oceans and the continents. Atmosphere is hazy due to absence of free oxygen. Sa scripture, plant life emerged. Sa science, plant life also emerges. Remember, pinag-uusapan natin yung sequence 
ng creation at ano ang relationship ng sinasabi ng scripture at ng science about the same thing. Although, hindi laging agree sila on the word creation at hindi naman topic natin yan ngayon. Ang pinag-uusapan lang natin yung agreement sa sequence, sa chronology ng pagtingin ng scripture at ng science sa tinatawag ng scripture na creation. Simple for reproducing plants became complex fruit-bearing plants. Pure oxygen results from photosynthesis. Then, according to scripture, the sun and the moon and the stars appear. And science tells us that atmosphere clears. The creation of the ozone layer allows simple life to be present on land. Sa God's creative work, according to scripture, the fish and the birds follow. And sa science, Cambrian life explodes. Sea life, insects, birds appear. Sa scripture, kasunod ang terrestrial animals and humans. At sa science, yung kinatawag na Paleozoic to Cenozoic era follows. Some forms of life move from water to land. Dinosaurs emerge and get extinct in this period. Mammals and humans appear. And then the Bible says, ang kasunod ng lahat ng yan, rest. And sa science, inactivity, nothing new happens mula nun hanggang ngayon. The storyline, the sequence of events of creation in the Bible, and science's theories on the sequence of development of life have amazing parallels. The only notable difference would be in the quantification of time or in the interpretation of words referring to time. Yung sinasabing seven days ng scripture at sinasabi naman ng science na billions of years. Pero hindi yan ang ating topic na i-resolve now. Ang tinitingnan lang natin yung agreement sa sequence of creation. Creation stories in Genesis count seven days, for instance, of and for creation. Meanwhile, scientific theories count billions, plus or minus 4.5 billion of years. So, is the Genesis one day literal? Pag sinabing seven days of creation, one day by literal, 24 hours? Even scripture says that God's time and quantification and human concept and quantification of time are not always the same. 1 Peter 3.8 But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. Scripture says that God's thoughts, qualification, and human thoughts and qualification are not the same. Isaiah 55.8 for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. So the quantification of time, the qualification of thought of God and humans ay magkaiba. So, yung bang tinatawag na seven days, one day ay literal, or yun ba ay symbolic? Paano ba mag-quantify ng oras o panahon ang may lika? Scripture has a big collection of metaphors clearly revealing that not all scripture is to be read, interpreted, and applied literally. There is a long list of verses in scripture that are obviously metaphors 
and to be read metaphorically. Specially telling are those that feature numbers that are obviously, necessarily, metaphorical. Talaga naman eh, maraming katuraan sa Bible, hindi mo pwedeng laging basahin literally. Halimbawa, si Jesus, sinabi niya, I am the door. Wala ka namang gawin mo siyang pinto na may doorknob. Pag sinabi ni Jesus na I am the water, wala ka namang gawin mo siyang H2O. Pagka sinabi na ganito at ganyan, obviously, merong babasahin ka na literal at meron naman symbolic. Kailangan ng pag-aaral, kailangan ng pag-iisip, at kailangan ng guidance ng Holy Spirit to know which is which. Otherwise, the reading, interpretation, and meaning would be absurd and grossly misleading. Halimbawa, yung metaphor ng kasal. Matthew 19.6 So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no man and let no one separate. So, hindi naman sila naging conjoined twins dahil ikinasal sila at sinabing, now you are man and wife. So, alam natin na hindi literal ang reading noon At huwag natin ipilit na huwag silang paghiwalayin dahil sabi, let no one separate. Hindi literal. Psalm 69.4 Those who hate me without reason outnumber the hairs of my head. But how do you count the hairs of your head? Unless, konting-konting-konting na lang natira. Psalm 139.18 were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. Obviously, alam natin na poetic ang pagbabasa niyan. Metaphorical, hindi literal. Hindi pwedeng lahat ng verses sa Bible, literal ang reading, literal ang interpretation. Genesis 22.17 I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand on the seashore. So, pagkabinasa natin yan, there are only 7 billion people in the world. So much less than the number of the stars. One galaxy alone, the Milky Way, has 250 billion stars. Thus, it is proposed, at least for the time being, to read the seven days of Genesis metaphorically. For the time being lang, huwag kayo masyado dyang mag-react. Kung gusto nyo literal yan, di literal sa buhay nyo. Pero for now, for the sake of appreciation of some of the details, uh, let's consider to read it metaphorically dahil ang dami-dami namang words and teachings sa Bible na dapat metaphorical ang reading. God is timeless after all. Hindi siya pwedeng i-confine sa human hours, sa hours of the clock. Scripture and science. Ano ang kanilang mga agreement? There are parallels and agreement in order and sequence. So ulitin natin, with more details. Yung kanina. Day 1, light. Genesis 1, 3-5 Sinabi ng Diyos, magkaroon ng liwanag at nagkaroon nga. Nasihan ang Diyos na ito'y mamasdan. Pinagbukod-bukod niya ang liwanag at dilim, ang liwanag ay tinawag niyang araw at ang dilim naman ay tinawag niyang gabi. Lumipas ang gabi at sumapit ang umaga, yun ang unang araw. Siyempre, literally, 24 hours yun sa ating planet counting. Pero sinasabi natin, literal ba talaga yung seven days of creation? We will not settle that issue now. I mean, it cannot be settled now or probably in the near future. But we're only looking at many other possibilities of appreciating scripture by looking at it from other points of view. So yung araw na yan ay nalikha. Sa astronomy, ano sinasabi tungkol dyan? Sa paglikha ng liwanag, 
According to the Big Bang Theory, the universe started out as a tiny point which expanded rapidly, creating the subatomic particles or the very small particles. Photons, the particle of light, were formed. The early universe also birthed the first stars, galaxies, dust clouds. Stars form and explode when they die, giving rise to the formation of new stars and the planets. Day 2, sabi sa Bible, waters divided. Genesis 1.6-8 Sinabi ng Diyos, magkaroon ng kalawakang magahati sa tubig upang ito'y magkahiwalay. At nangyari ito. Ginawa ng Diyos na pumagitan ng kalawakan sa tubig na nasa itaas at sa tubig na nasa ibaba. Langit ang itinawag niya sa kalawakan. Lumipas ang gabi at sumapit ang umaga, yon ang ikalawang araw. Again, if you want to be literal, second day. Astronomy says that when the solar system settled into its current layout about 4.5 billion years ago, Earth formed with gravity pulled swirling glass and dust to become the third planet from the sun. Like its fellow terrestrial planets, Earth has a central core, a rocky mantle, and a solid crust. Kahit sa grade 3 or grade 2, pinag-aaralan na yan. During the early formation of the Earth, it was still hot. Volcanoes were constantly erupting. Over time, the hot Earth cooled down. Volcanic eruptions filled the sky with water vapor, which fell as rain, creating the oceans and the continents. The atmosphere was mostly composed of carbon dioxide and nitrogen because of eruptions. Now, during this time, the sky was hazy since no free oxygen was present yet. Day 3, Day ng mga plants. Sa Genesis 1, 11-13, magkakaroon sa lupa ng lahat ng uri ng tumutubong halamang nagkakabinhi at mga punong namumunga. At nangyari ito. Tumubo nga sa lupa ang gayong mga halaman. Nasyahan siya ng ito'y mamasdan. Lumibas ang gabi at sumapit ang umaga. Ito ang ikatlong araw. Sabi naman ng biology, during the Archean era, the Earth's crust had cooled enough to allow the formation of continents and the beginning of life on Earth. Algae started to flourish about 3,800 to 2,500 million years ago, according to biology. Photosynthesis converted carbon dioxide into free oxygen, which made the atmosphere transparent over time. Lumiwanag, luminaw ang papawirin kasi nahawi ang mga nakakatakip ng liwanag. Plant life developed in several stages because of that. It began with simple plants like ferns that use spores to reproduce. Plant life became more complex, bearing seeds, cones, and fruits. Day 4, the moon and the stars, and the sun. Sabi ng Genesis 1, 14-19, Sinabi ng Diyos, magkaroon ng mga tanglaw sa langit upang mabukod ang araw sa gabi. Ito ang magiging batayan sa bilang ng mga araw, taon at kapistahan. Mula sa langit ang mga ito ay magbibigay ng liwanag sa daigdig. At gayon nga ang nangyari. Nilikha ng Diyos ang dalawang malalaking tanglaw, ang araw upang magbigay ng liwanag sa maghapon at ang buwan upang tumanglaw kung gabi. Nilikha rin niya ang mga bituin. Inilagay niya sa langit ang mga tanglaw na ito upang magbigay ng liwanag sa daigdig. Tumanglaw kung araw at gabi 
at magbukod sa liwanag at dilim. Nasyahan ng Diyos nang ito'y kanyang mamasdan. Lumipas ang gabi at sumapit ang umaga, yon ang ikaapat na araw. Sabi naman ng biology, the Proterozoic Aeon, 2,500 to 542 million years ago, a geological aeon spanning the time from the appearance of oxygen in Earth's atmosphere to just before the proliferation of complex life, such as trilobites or corals on the Earth, begins at this time. Since pure oxygen is now abundant in the atmosphere, it turned the atmosphere from hazy to clear, allowing the sun and the moon and the stars to be visible from the Earth in a manner of speaking parang kinreate yung mga sun, moon, and stars. Well, in a man another manner of speaking, ay dati na mga nandoon, pero hindi pakita masyado dahil malabo pa yung atmosphere. But now, with such changes, kitang-kita na. The ozone layer was also formed. The ozone is composed of three oxygen atoms bonded together. This blocked harmful UV rays from reaching the Earth's surface. This prepared the proliferation of higher forms of life, such as animals. Day 5, ang mga fish and birds. Sabi ng Genesis 1, 20-23, Sinabi ng Diyos, Magkaroon sa tubig ng maraming bagay na may buhay, at magkakaroon din ang mga ibon sa himpapawid. Nilikha ng Diyos ang mga dambuhala sa dagat, at lahat ng bagay na nabubuhay sa tubig, gayon din ang lahat ng uri ng ibon. Nasyahan ng Diyos nang ito'y mamasdan. Pinagpala niya mga ito at sinabi, Magpakarami ang lahat ng bagay na nabubuhay sa tubig at punuin ang karagatan. Magpakarami rin ang mga ibon at punuin ang daigdig. Lumipas ang gabi at sumapit ang umaga, yun ang ikalimang araw. So ano naman ang sabi ng biology? Cambrian explosion of life happened or the Cambrian radiation. That happened approximately 541 million years ago when all major animals appeared. The event was accompanied by a major diversification of other organisms from single-celled animals to multicellular. O yung mga laging absent sa biology noon, hayaan nyo na, may mapapala rin kayo maya-maya. Magtsaka kayo dyan. Kailangan nating tingnan ang Panginoon, ang pagkakakilala natin sa Panginoon, ang creation from many angles. Let us enrich our minds and our spirits. Sa so day 6, mammals and people naman. Genesis 1, 24-26, sinabi ng Diyos, magkaroon ng lahat ng uri ng hayop sa lupa, maamo, mailap, malalaki, at malilit. At gayon nga ang nangyari. Ginawa nga niya ang lahat ng ito at nasyahan siya ng ito'y kanyang mamasdan. Pagkatapos sinabi ng Diyos, Ngayon, likhain natin ang tao ayon sa ating larawan, ayon sa ating wangis. Sila ang mamamahala sa mga isda, sa mga ibon, sa himpapawid, at sa lahat ng hayop, maging maamo o mailap, malaki o maliit. Ang biology naman, ang sabi, The period Paleozoic era moves to the Mesozoic era. Life began to move from the seas to dry land 350 million years ago. Because of the abundance of plant life and oxygen, large land-dwelling animals, for instance like dinosaurs, appeared 
together with all terrestrial animals. Sa Cenozoic era, mga 65 million years ago until the present, that was a time when the eradication of about half of all animal species and all dinosaurs, excluding the birds, happened. Maraming na walang life nung panahon na yan. Massive extinctions have ended several periods and initiated the Cenozoic era. Now, the age of lizards, nakasali dyan ng dinosaurs, ended. And the age of the mammals started. Grasslands appeared together with all the modern mammals. Humans appeared. It is amazing kung paano parallel na parallel yung sequence ng pagdating ng mga life forms dito sa balat ng lupa as the scriptures say and now as science theorizes. Agreeing-agree sila sa sequence. Hindi natin sila sabing agree sila sa counting of the days as literal or symbolic. Ibang issue yan. Hindi natin sila sabi yung mga ibang issues, kundi ang pinag-uusapan natin, ang agreement, ang parallelism ng sinasabi ng scripture tungkol sa sequence of the arrival of the life forms on earth at ang sinasabi ng science tungkol dito. So kung titingnan natin ang isa pang illustration, sa day one, light, sabi ng scripture, at sabi ng science, light emerges from Big Bang, stars and planets, form. Now sa day two, Scripture says, waters divide, and sa science, earth cools down, bringing rain that created the oceans and continents. Atmosphere is hazy due to absence of free oxygen. So, number three, sabi ng scripture, plant life emerges. Sa science naman, plant life emerges, simple poor reproducing plants to complex fruit-bearing plants appear. Pure oxygen results from photosynthesis. Day 4, sabi ng scripture, the sun, the moon, and the stars appear. Sabi naman ng science, atmosphere clears. Creation of the ozone layer happens and it allows simple life to be present on land. Heavenly bodies become visible. Day 5, sabi ng scripture, fish and birds appear. Science says, Cambrian explosion of life happens, sea life Insects, birds, appear. Sabi ng scripture, day 6, terrestrial animals and humans appear. Sabi ng science, Paleozoic to Cenozoic era happens. Some forms of life move from water to land. Dinosaurs emerge and get extinct. Mammals and humans appear. Magkamukhang magkamukha ang sequence. Very interesting. Again, with feelings. The Genesis story showed how God began with creatures of a lower order. Yan ang tawag ng science doon. And over time, animals of a higher order were created. At the highest level, per science and scripture, were human beings with the elements, structures, and qualities found in animals. At ito ang discomfort ng maraming mga religious people about science because science says, that maraming qualities sa human beings are found in animals. Hebrews 2, 6-8 What is mankind that you are mindful of them, the son of man that you care for him? You made them a little lower than the angels. So, you crowned them with glory and honor and put everything under their feet. In putting everything under them, God left nothing that is not subject to them. 
And indeed, Genesis 1.20, it says, God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Genesis 2.7, Then the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living being. Matalinghaga itong salita na ito, no? Na hiningahan ng Diyos ang tao at siya naging living being. Pero itong tao lang ang sinabihan ng ganitong description. Hindi lahat ng created uh, beings, tao lang. At anong ibig sabihin ng became a living being? Hindi lang biologically alive, became also spiritually alive. But we should appreciate that God created man from the ground, from the earth. Now, very, very interestingly, Biology confirms that 99% of the human body is composed of oxygen, carbon, hydrogen, nitrogen, calcium, and phosphorus. All these elements can be found on the Earth's crust. So 99% ng mga tao gawa sa lupa. At ito yung nagbabalik sa lupa pagka ang tao ay sumasakabilang buhay at humihiwalay ang Espiritu ng Diyos. Genesis says that we are created in God's image. While biology says that we are 99% the same as chimpanzees. In other words, kaya may discomfort ang mga conservative religious people sa biology. Kasi sinasabi, 99% tayo kamuka ng chimpanzee. Eh di ba sabi nga ng Bible, we were created in God's image? Di ba sabi nga ng Bible, tayo ay glorified beings, only a little bit less than the angels? So, ibig sabihin din nun, hindi naman tayo the same as chimpanzees. Hindi natin sila ancestors. Katulad ng oversimplification ng maraming tumatanggi sa science. Sabi nila, hindi ko ancestor ang chimpanzee. Of course not. Kahit 99% na kamukha ng mga tao ang chimpanzee in creation, in the body, in the physical makeup, in science and math, and take note of this, 1% is a significant difference. Sa science, sa math, napakalaking bagay ang 1%. So kung 99% tayo, sinasabi ng science, sa katulad ng mga chimpanzee, may 1% na hindi tayo magkamukha. At sa science and math, napakalaking bagay ang 1%. For instance, the jellyfish, the watermelon, and the clouds are all 99% water. But clearly, they are very, very much different. Mantakin nyo yan, yung jellyfish, yung pakwan, at yung ulap. Pareho lang na 99% water, pero magkakaiba. So kahit 99%, tayo kamukha ng mga chimpanzees because we are of the earth. We were created from the dust of the earth. May 1% na difference. The 1% difference between humans and chimpanzees could be God's spirit. Ang pinagkaiba natin sa mga chimpanzees ay ang espiritu ng Diyos kasi sabi naman, Sinabing napakalinaw sa Genesis And the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground Genesis 2.7 yan And breathed into his nostrils the breath of life The 1% difference between animals and humans Tayo ay ginawa a little bit lower than the angels 
the scriptures say. And 1 Thessalonians 5.23, we are made of spirit, soul, and body. So yung body natin, 99%, kamukha ng chimpanzees, pwede tayong mag-agree dyan kasi ang lino naman ng ebidensya sa science. Pero mga 1% difference, that is our spirit from God. And the soul is the personality. Pag pinaghalo yung spirit and body, but that soul ceases to exist when we go to kabilang buhay. 1 Corinthians 6.19 Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? So yung temple of the Holy Spirit is our body. Like the temples of religions are building blocks, mga bato, pero ang mahalaga yung sinasambang espiritu sa temple na yun. So at death, Ecclesiastes 12.7 says, The dust returns to the ground it came from, and the Spirit returns to God who gave it. So pag naglilibing tayo, pagka yung iba nagkikremate, ang inililibing lang, ang kinikremate yung 99% na physical body, which is the same as the chimpanzees, which is from the ground. And to dust, it shall return because it came from dust. But the 1%, Proposal lang naman natin yung 1%. Hindi naman natin definitive sinasabi yan. Kasi may 1% difference. And we know from Genesis na ang difference is hiningahan ng Diyos ng Espiritu niya ang humans. So that 1% returns to God. The findings of modern scientific research follow the sequence in the creation account in the Bible. Yun ang gusto nating pansinin sa oras na ito. Reconciled the sequence of the development of life. Still unreconciled, and we recognize that, is the process and the method. The Bible says instantaneous, and science says development. Science says evolution. Hindi natin yan ngayon issue. Ang issue lang natin, yung amazing agreement ng sequence, ng chronology, ng creation sa Genesis, at ng mga scientific findings and theories about how life developed in the universe. So mahalagang makita natin yung parallels and agreement in creation and in creator as cause. The physics concept of consciousness being necessary for causing something to exist or quantum consciousness says, Consciousness influences quantum mechanics. It will collapse something into a wave or a particle. Consciousness creates reality. For an event to happen, consciousness must perceive it first. Nothing exists until it is observed. Anong sinasabi niyan tungkol sa creation, mga kapatid? Mayroong observer. Mayroong consciousness creator. Kasi hindi pwede magkaroon ng creation kung walang creator. At sa physics naman, hindi pwedeng magkaroon ng particle, ng wave, kung hindi mayroong consciousness observing it. At yan ang pinaka-napakagandang parallel from the point of view of physics sa God na tinatawag natin sa ating pananampalataya. Hindi yan period, hindi yan tuldok, hindi yan final. These are introductions of studies that could bring us unto greater understanding and appreciation of God. Napakatagal na, libong taon na, na pinag-uusapan ang Diyos, kinikilala, through the pulpit, through the temples, through all the religious institutions. Pero hindi lang doon pwedeng makilala ang Diyos. Marami pa. One is through nature, through biology, through physics. 
Kasi God is the creator of all things. And the more you know creation, the more you will know the creator. Huwag tayong maging shy, pag-aaral ng mga iba't ibang branches of knowledge na ang ating goal is to know God more, to look at God from many more angles, from many more points of view. And we don't have to protect truth. Truth will always protect itself. Truth always prevails. Ang kailangan ng protection ay falsehood, lies. Kasi pag natapunan ng liwanag, matutunaw. So takot ang mga kasinungalingan sa liwanag, sa pag-aaral, sa reason. Pero ang tunay na makadyos na katotohanan at karunungan, maghahanap ng marami pang karunungan, marami pang liwanag, dahil yon ang nagpapalayak. Pag-aralan natin ang maraming bagay. Huwag tayong masanay sa mga old-fashioned ways of knowing God lamang. Kasi libong taon na nga ang pag-aaral ng tungkol sa Diyos through the stone temples, through the stone pulpits, through the mechanisms of religions, pero ang dami-dami pa rin hindi na-appreciate ang mga tao. Kasi nililitan, nililimitahan ang isip sa very limited avenues of traditional religion. Truth is everywhere because God is creator of all truth. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. So habang binubuklat natin, binubulatlat natin kahit mga molecule, kahit mga mitochondria, kahit na mga kaliit-liitang cells o kalaki-lakihang mga planeta, matatagpuan natin ang Diyos. Sabi sa Bible, If I climb to the heavens, you are there. If I dive to the depths of the sea, you are there. Dahil ang Diyos fills heaven and earth with His glory. Mag-aral. Buksan ang isip. Kilalanin pa ang may likha. Keep learning. Huwag ma-allergic sa pag-aaral. Huwag ma-allergic sa mga bagay na inabsenta natin nung araw na nag-aaral tayo. Huwag ma-allergic sa mga bagay na hindi tayo sanay na laging pag-usapan kasi ang mind natin dapat lumaki. Maliit ang alam natin. 1 Corinthians 13, 9-11 For our knowledge is imperfect and our prophecy is imperfect. But when the perfect comes, the imperfect will pass away. God, through Jesus, when the wisdom of God through Jesus comes, maririmbilang marami mga bagay, ang imperfection will pass away. When I was a child, I spoke like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. At yung pagiging childish na yon ay spiritual thinking, childish in spiritual thinking, childish in attitude, childish in spirituality. Pero lahat yan dapat mag-improve. And how does that improve? Kailan binubuksan natin ang ating isip, we stretch our tent curtains wide to accommodate more knowledge. At knowledge ang tutungtungan kakapitan ng wisdom. God bless us all. A podcast by Ed Lopis. Become a supporter. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. Click the support button or click the link below. Thank you so much for your prayers and support in this ministry. Our desire to share hope in new ways to millions of people in many places have become possible because of your unconditional love of giving and partnering with us to this ministry. Visit Ed Loppy's official website. edloppies.com.ph